Okay, welcome Rosie to No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So for the viewers, could oh. you just give yourself a wee brief introduction? Uh, hi Scott, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's nice to see you. It's been a while. Um, yep, so I'm Rosie. Um, I have been in the health and fitness industry. I was actually just sort of trying to calculate this myself. Probably now sort of coaching for about 18 years. Like, wow. such a long time uh, that I didn't even realise it was that long. <laughs> I'll take it, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at the moment, um, I work full-time in exercise referral. Um, and work with people with long-term health conditions and it's a behavioural change programme um, and it's it's to help people become more physically active and the long-term benefit of that is that it's going to help um, improve their health or manage their condition so that's my full-time job and then also in a part-time business ability health and fitness um, and that also sort of caters for all levels all abilities and ability health and fitness is all about bringing people together no matter what, what stage they're at, what ability they're at, they have the ability to, to work at their own level and achieve what they can achieve yeah. from where they're at. Yeah. Um, okay. Right, so we'll come back to your, your wee business. Uh, yeah. But, um, much again, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, much appreciated. So we're going to go back to the, the very start of where it all began. So your, your school years, um, what sort of activities were you involved in back then? Right, okay. Um, so it's funny because this is something that, you know, I get asked quite a lot. People assume that I was really um, sporty and, you know, sort of, into, sort of exercise and fitness when I was at school. But in actual fact, I really wasn't. And then um, looking back on that, I think, why was I not that sort of sporty and sort of into fitness when I was young? But I, when I look back, I think, well, I came from a one-parent family, and I think for myself, looking in in the situation now, I think when I looked at sort of PE and sport and stuff, there was a competitive element, and I just felt that I, I didn't have the confidence then to be involved. So, like, during my school years, I sort of shied away from PE and sort of things that was going on. I did like cross-country, I liked playing netball, but overall... I, I, I did tend to shy, shy away from sort of gym, do you know? And the funny thing is, see, when I left school at 17, the first thing I went and done when I left school was I bought a bike and I'd just got a, a sort of a job at the time and I cycled every day to work and back and I joined a gym. Um, and that, that's literally, as soon as I left school, that was what I did. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. it was just really weird. But in that sort of school environment, I just, I just wasn't into it at all. I don't know if it was maybe I didn't have the trainers that everybody had or whatever it was, but I just, yeah. I just don't think I had the confidence to be part of that um, sort of sport at that point, you know, and hopefully things have changed now, but that's what I think I was at all those years ago, do you know? Yeah. No, um, I have to admit, when I was in school as well, um, I wasn't the best at PE either, so, mm. um, but I never imagined I would be, you know, going on to, to pursue a fitness um, career. I imagined myself maybe sitting in an admin office somewhere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, how you know, everything changes. Um, okay, so growing up, so who would, uh, even now, who was your role model? Who inspires you? Um, well, I think 
probably when I met my husband, David, as you know, Scott, um, I think when I met him, he was a sort of big inspiration for me. And he, David, obviously was a group exercise instructor and he was a gym manager at the time eh, or a health and fitness coordinator, it would have been. Um, and he was somebody that always encouraged me. And when I met David, I, I was um, coaching for the Glasgow eh, or the Women's Running Network, it was at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, and that's where I started before I started teaching classes or doing PT or anything like that. And David was the one that sort of encouraged me to sort of go and do my ETM and, um, you know, get more involved in the sort of actual health and fitness side of things. So yeah. I think he was always a sort of role model to me um, and, and definitely inspired me to do everything that I've done in the last sort of 18 years. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, so what does fitness mean for you, Rosie? Um, for me, I look at fitness and I, I look at it as it's not just one thing, it's everything. It's about, um, you know, your mental well-being, it's about your physical health, it's about your social well-being and health, it's about um, building confidence, it's about becoming part of something. Um, and I know for me, it has been life-changing for me and I suppose in my job now, that's what I try to um, share with other people it's to give them that experience because I think it can be life-changing for everybody yeah okay so let's talk about um, three things that can relate to your current training so it could be like maybe strength speed yeah in terms of my own how yeah, I would your own training yeah definitely um, I love my running that's kind of you know, where I came from. So running something that's always been in my life. Um, so that would be something that I focus on in sort of endurance running. Yeah. Um, I also um, like to incorporate strength training into my, my exercise routine purely because um, as a female, and especially now I'm in my 40s as well, um, it's so, so important, you know, for your bone health and just to have that sort of lean muscle in your body. So strength is really, really important for me. Um, you said three things, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, it's if something you that. Get... So, say it again. If you can't get the three, that's all right. No, I've got one more. I've got one more. And the other thing is, I love uh, high intensity interval training. I just yeah. love. I get such a kick out of just pushing the limits, getting those short, uh, high intensity burst exercises. I think it makes you feel amazing, and it does windows to your fitness. Yeah. So that's the three things I would focus on in my own training. So, uh, can I ask you? Are you still teaching grip? No, I'm not. I'm not teaching in the classes for the Glasgow Club anymore. All right, okay. It's something I absolutely loved. It, it was a good class, yeah. Brilliant class. And my classes were really, really busy and the people in it loved it. And I think what I learned from Grit, and even like your metafits and stuff like that as well before that, is um, I learned a lot that I incorporate into what I do. Yeah. You know, my own things. You know, I, I realise the importance in, of having that sort of training um, you know, as part of what you do, so it's something that I always sort of try and sort of incorporate into my, my clients' um, yeah. sort of training programs. It's quite funny because I was on shift today and I mentioned to Alan Kyle that you know you were coming on the podcast and right. talking, and he says, Oh, I've covered a couple of Rosie's uh, grip classes, and no doubt, uh -huh. all the class, you know, it was always busy, yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Aye, really good, really good following and really just up for it. Um, yeah. Participants, you know, they all just want to get their teeth in and just smash the 30 minutes yeah. of training. Brilliant. It's like 6.30 in the morning, you know, that's, that's tough going. 
that's the way to do it. <laughs> Dedication. Dedication. Totally. Okay. So let's talk about um pre-COVID to post-COVID. So how would you describe your own training um through the, through this phase? So would you just say you're in a better state of training now compared to pre-COVID? Um, well, it was funny because pre-COVID, I was kind of full on. I was teaching classes for Glass Club. I was doing my own business. Um, so I was really, really active. And then I think when COVID hit, um, th- there was a wee bit of sort of break- breaks were on. Yeah. Um, and then when I started to get back into my training, I started doing online stuff at home and um, getting out for runs and I was setting challenges for my members and I was taking yeah. part of the challenges. I felt like my training then sort of accelerated and I yeah. felt really, really fit. But for me, it was like in that lockdown period, it, it was a total just, you know, it was survival for me. Do you know that way? Yeah. You out. I'm always out and dealing with people and I found that really hard. So that kind of having that, then, you know, that that helped me through it, you know, yeah. just training every day. But as we've come out, I would actually say I've actually became busier. <laughs> so mm. I feel like less time for my own training. So I know okay. myself that I'm not doing as much as I would have been doing. And I know that's something that I need to get back on track because that's yeah. important to me, you know. Yeah. So you just need to find a wee balance in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, right, so let's, so we've we'll, we'll spoke about COVID. What's your bad habit? What's Rosie's bad habit within the gym or is it, you know, snacking or? Um, oh, let's, I think one of my downfalls is I'm probably a wee bit a control freak. Um, <laughs> I, I like to be in control. I like things to be planned and structured the way. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be, and if something happens, especially last minute, and it sort of interferes with my plan, sometimes I can fall apart. It seems a wee bit. <laughs> okay, okay. So, for example, if you say you'd planned a, a class for ten people and only say maybe eight people showed up, would would that throw you off a wee bit? No, 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 no. In that respect, it would be more like, for instance, I go to take a class. And the sound system wasn't working. Yes. Like that interferes with my great grandmaster plan and yeah. it's out of my control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things like that, I just throw a bit of wobbly. <laughs> ah, right, okay. <laughs> Aye. So uh, so regards to teaching just now, what are you doing? Right, okay. So as I had mentioned earlier, I sort of came away from the Les Mills grit stuff and I'm doing all my own stuff in ability fitness. Um, so I do boot camps, um, circuit training. I do a running class, run fit. Um, I do a walking group as well, just yep. go out, walk, have yeah. a leather. Uh, I do a low impact circuit class as well, um, which is basically no floor work, um, no sort of jumping, no running. Everything's grounded and yeah. low impact and controlled. Um, and PT and I do group PT as well so quite a lot going on so you're you're very busy yes yeah okay Um, right so what would you say to your your music what's the music that gets you going Rosie in the gym if you're training yourself what's your jam my jam would be dance music 100% all the way love it yeah, okay. mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. what would get me going anyway. Okay, and then say you turned up to a, a G-Cycle class or yeah. a circuit class, what would be the worst type of music that you would, the instructor would have on that, that wouldn't motivate you? Um, I don't know, 
Um, do you know, it's a funny one, because even in my classes, I totally I, I vary my music, you yeah. know, from rock to dance, you know, a whole wide right. spectrum of music. But I think if I was to go to a class, oh, just try to think. Because I do like... Maybe sad music. Oh, I couldn't be having any Aye, you've got to have a beat. Yeah, aha, uh-huh, yeah, right. yeah, something that you can sort of add. It's uplifting, um, yeah. I'm like yourself, um, so like my G cycle classes that I cover, I'll have maybe 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. you know, a, a bit of everything in there, you yeah. know, for everybody because yeah. it's all different ages um, and all different fitness abilities that come to the, these classes. That's so it. Tell, tell us a wee bit more about your, your wee business. So how did it all start? How, how did your idea come, come into you? Right, okay, so what had happened was I actually started up, it was called Rosie's Fun Fitness, and this was a way back in, and it, what had happened was it was before I had the kids, and then, no, in fact, tell a lie, it was when I had my second daughter, and it, it was just a community-based sort of exercise class. I'd just done my ETM and stuff, and I was just sort yeah. of breaking out there, and I'd done that for a few years, and then I, get, I started taking on classes with the Glasgow Club, and I started to get really busy, and the kids were really young, so I came away from that, and it was something that I always sort of regretted, because yeah. I just came away from the community-based stuff, and I, I just solely focused on sort of classes with Glasgow Club, um, and I'd done that for many years. And it was one night, I was out, and I live in Rutherglen, so there was one night, myself and David were out, and we were in a pub, and I met one of the ladies that used to come to Rosie's Fun Fit. Right, okay. She had, Annette, and she had said to me, oh, Rosie, do you know, I wish you would start up again. I've done nothing. And this was years and years later. Like, I've done nothing since you gave up the classes. And do you know what was... And see, after I met Annette, it got me thinking. And I thought, do you know what? I, I feel I'm ready to go back to that now. And I feel like with all my experience, I would do it totally different. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like it was the right time. So that would have been three and a half years ago. So then, I, you know, I sat and done a bit of planning. And then I launched... a. Uh, Ability, Health and Fitness, and that would have been, um, what year are we on, 2021? Three and a half years ago, so it would have been the January that I'd launched, uh, and I, I launched it as a 10-week um, sort of health and well-being programme. Yeah. So it was like the people that you were taking, like the 10 or 15 people, it was they were in it for the 10 weeks, you know, they, they, they committed to the 10 weeks and it included yeah. exercise sessions, health eating advice, lifestyle advice. And that's where it started, and it's kind of just evolved from there. No, good. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so so obviously, yeah, you're very busy with that. Mm-hmm. And, and then obviously you run wee classes at the weekend and stuff as well. Yeah. 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 No, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it's been a success so far. Yeah. So if I was to say to you, where do you see the business in maybe a year's time? What, what What's your plans? So, do you know, I think I might have had a plan previously, but see the way everything's went with the pandemic. Um, yeah. For instance, I had just um, launched my, my Ability Hub. So it was, it's my own wee studio that I've got in Rutherglen. And I had launched that in February 2020. Yeah. And then the pandemic basically hit in March. And literally, you know, I'm still not back to using it anywhere near the capacity that I'd planned because, one, you can't get as many people in. I'm far too yeah. busy to accommodate everybody. And two, the, the people, I moved everything outdoors, you know, during lockdown. And 
everybody just wants to be outdoors now. So that's kind of through any plan that I had at the window. So I think now I'm just focusing on just enjoying my sessions. If there's opportunities that come up or scope to, to you know, develop, you know, in, in different areas or, or develop new new sort of programmes into the yeah. ability health and fitness, then I will. But I don't really have a plan as such. Things are yeah. going really, really well and I'm just going to kind of run with it. Yeah, no, that's good. So, mm-hmm. you, were, you know, obviously developing your, your business as well. And um, yeah. obviously you were talking about getting the balance. So yeah. would you, in the future, would you consider hiring people to run some of your sessions or is it always going to be rosy? No, do you know, it, do you know, it's something definitely that I would consider. It's a hard one because I think myself, I know I work really, really hard. Yeah. It's something really, really passionate about and I put, I give 110% yeah. of myself to most things that I do. Um, and it's hard because you can't expect other people to be like that. No, I know, I know. And um, then it goes back to that whole, I suppose, myself and m- my control and I know myself that I would need somebody that was kind of pretty much on par and willing to give. Yeah, I, I totally get that because I've, I've obviously, I've had my wee business um, a mm. couple of years, you know, um, probably since 2016, I've been doing community-based stuff and been involved yep. in health and fitness. And I had yep. I have thought about um, maybe hiring one or two people just to help me out, you know, with mm-hmm. sessions and stuff outdoors but you know what I'm yeah. exactly the same as you it's hard. I, I love to be there I love to have control of you mm-hmm. know everything you know yeah and you know what people are getting and aye and, you and know I your think, people aye so mm-hmm. um, I think no I think if it's, uh, me personally if it's your name it's you know that's your business um, if yeah. you can be there as much as possible I would be there um, yeah yeah Definitely. But just just on that note, Scott, there is something that, that's kind of happening just now. One of my clients that comes to the group sessions, um, she's an absolute gem and she's done loads of me. And in actual fact, my branding and my whole logo and all my artwork and everything, um, this client sort of created all that for me. So she, okay. she's, been, she's done a lot to help. So I had approached her recently and I had said, look, no strings attached, but I know how much you're sort of into your fitness and stuff would you be interested in going and doing a qualification? And I would fund that for you. And further down the line, because she's already very much part of it, she'll help me set up and, you know, she'll, ah, she'll right. do with certain things, just off her own back because she wants to do it. And ah, I 100% right. really sort of appreciate that. And I would like to give something back for yeah. everything that she's done for me. Yeah. So this has come about. So anyway, she's due to do, do our Level 2 gym instructor course in, in November, it starts. Fantastic. In Scotland. So that's something for me that it's new. I've never done this before, but I think it's about giving something back and in turn it might be an opportunity and yeah. you know, something great for my client to have and that might open doors. Yeah. And that could obviously as well be some something that then this client would then come in and maybe help more with. Again, no strings attached, but it might be something she wants to explore. Yeah. And it might be something that I could benefit from in terms of having an extra pair of hands as well. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, Rosie, that's a great gesture. Yeah. Um, Pat in the back for that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so let's talk about your, your best compliment that you've ever received in the fitness industry. Ooh. Um, well, do you know, for me, 
I, I do quite a lot of feedback um, so I do surveys and stuff and polls with my clients because it's really good to know where you're at again and the post reviews and stuff like that as well um, just so you can kind of gauge how the sessions are going and how people are feeling and the, what experience they're getting yeah. but the feedback that I get quite a lot of the time is it's not directly about me but it's about how welcomed and how um, included they feel when they first come to sessions and that's what brings them back yeah. um, but on the back of that feedback they're also saying the sessions are the way they are because of you you know so yeah. for me that's a massive compliment and I'm very much like just you know everybody for their own and you know everybody's equal and just give everybody the experience that you would like to get yourself and I always try to make people feel really comfortable and uh, welcomed and try to sort of make sure that they can achieve whatever they can achieve no matter where they're at you know yeah. um, because they're walking out of the session feeling good and again that's what brings them back um, and if they don't have that then that's just a crap experience and I don't want anybody to have a crap experience oh, so definitely. Um, but for me that would be probably a really good compliment that I get quite often yeah no fantastic and then obviously we've spoke about your your business and how it's you know it's sprung from yeah. you know the low levels of the blocks right to the, the high tower already yeah. Um, and it's no even four years, am I right in saying that? Yeah, it'll be three and a half years, so it would be four years this February, coming January, February time. Right, okay. So so what's your best memory of your fitness journey within your 18 years? Oh, um, oh there's, been, there's been so many. Um, that's a hard one, actually. <laughs> Obviously, like, sort of... Uh, opening my like, launching my studio was amazing because it was just something that I, yes. I never thought I would have and it's just it, it, it happened you know that way uh, even though it's it's not kind of went to plan in terms of the intended original intended purposes uh, but I think uh, I don't know I've got so many good experiences yeah. even just like, all my qualifications that I've got like with my specialist health stuff and just achieve I think in this industry for me, it's, you always want to keep yourself on top. Like every year, I will try and do something else, um, you know, another qualification, add something else to, to yeah. this, um, because things are forever evolving. In the yeah, yeah. Um, so I think even that itself, you know, that experience that you just continuously develop yourself, and not even with qualifications, but just in terms of the people that you meet every day. And as you had mentioned earlier when we were having a chat, the stories, everybody's got a story to tell, and you yeah. learn people's lives and different situations, and that itself is just, yeah, like, because, so satisfying. Yeah, because, obviously, you know, sometimes you, you can't judge a book by its cover, you know. Never. You, you can't do that. Um, okay, so let's talk about where can people find you online, and where is your studio, Rosie? Right, okay. So online, um, I've got my Facebook page. I'm not really big into sort of uh, media. So I've got a bit on Instagram and I'm obviously on um, Facebook and it's uh, at Ability Fitness Rutherglen. Um, and I can be contacted in my email address, abilityfitnessrutherglen uh, at gmail.com. Uh, what was the other question you asked me there? Um, where, where, is your, where is your studio based? Yeah, so my studio is called the Ability Fitness Hub um, and I'm actually based in a church hall and I've got a huge space actually, a huge room 
uh, that I've got all my kit in, um, and that's at the top landing, and that's at the Colm Kills Hall in Rutherglen at Kirkwood Street. Right, okay. So see before um, COVID, uh-huh. how many people could you have in your studio, uh, Rosie? Could have had 20 people. You could have had more, but comfortably, you could have had 20 people doing a circuit class. Okay. So see, yeah. see now, how many uh-huh. are you allowed in just now? So I had kind of marked it out and stuff like that when it was the kind of two, two yeah, meter, yeah, but right. having to go like three by three, so there was enough room okay, for movement yeah. and ventilation and all that. So I was I was able to have including myself nine was my capacity. Oh. It's probably more now because obviously you know you're allowed to be you know yeah, yeah. A distance to people. But again, for me to accommodate the sort of numbers that I've got. And unless I'm doing my group PT, I've got six people, I'll use the hub, no bother. Yeah. Um, or one-to-ones PT, that's absolutely fine. But for me to do a group session, I literally would be doing three or four sessions back-to-back just to accommodate the numbers right. indoors. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's where the difficulty comes in. Um, but again, people are just happy to be outdoors. And last year, Scott, we remained outdoors at Overton Park right up until Christmas. Yeah. Um, and they turned up, rain, you know, no matter how cold it was, the wind, everybody turned up and they absolutely yeah. loved it. And I'm just going to go away this year. I know there's a lot more offering because there's a lot more opened up this year, but I'm just going yeah. to go with the flow and, and see how it goes. Exactly, because you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. And I think the benefits of being outside, I don't think people realise how good it makes you feel um, until yeah. they were forced into a position where they ha- it was the only thing they could do. And now folk are sort of outdoors in green space and fresh air. And I think they, they, they feel how good it makes them feel. Yeah. So I, think, I yeah. think for that, a lot of people are quite happy to stay outdoors and do outdoor training all year round. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, def- I've definitely noticed that. Um, Returning yeah. to the gyms, gyms are a wee bit quieter, definitely. Um, yeah. People are more appreciated of the outdoors. People can go walking, cycling, running, you know, they can yeah. go walking, you know, play golf, whatever. Definitely. Uh, but, uh, I do agree, they prefer the, the fresh air. Yeah. Um, but before we round off, Rosie, is there any questions you have for myself? Oh, I should have prepared something, shouldn't I? <laughs> so, well, here's one. What's your plan for the next year, Scott? Um, so my plan is in January, I'm going to launch more of my online classes, mm-hmm. um, online PT. Um, yeah. I'll still be continuing to do um, working within Glasgow Club as gym instructor. Um, yeah. But I want to, want to engage with more clients and a more people on the podcast because I want to hear more stories um, as yeah. we discussed earlier everybody's got a different story I came up with this idea when I was away in Aloha a couple of weeks ago that we need to have a different vision we need to um, step in everybody else's shoes because yeah. everybody else walks a mile at a time you know um, yeah. um, I think sometimes in the industry we've got the blinkers on um, so we need to think positively about everybody else. Um, and I think this has given me a wee lease of life now. Um, but no, oh, okay. um, but no you'll, you'll see, you'll continue to see this uh, podcast grow, hopefully. No, that's really good. Um, great. So that's great. So that's the reason why I've created the name No Excuses, Real Inspiration. So that's where yeah. it comes from. Um, yeah. But no, uh, thanks again for coming on, Rosie. Um, no, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. It's been great getting the opportunity to come on and speak about all my stuff. It's been brilliant. Thank you. No, oh, thank you, Rosie. Cheers.
Thanks. Bye.